Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We're heading across the Tasman now, and it's a real uh, highlight of our show this morning to be able to introduce uh, Steve Beavermans. He's, uh, of course, 349 games for the Sea Eagles, uh, a proud origin career, a proud international career, of course. Uh, and because uh, Manly was such a popular side back then, pre-Warriors, uh, and Steve Menzies was so so much part of it, I think New Zealand people really got to know Steve Menzies and adopt him almost. So, uh, Steve, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show, and um, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, really important night tonight for Manly Football Club. Yeah, good night, boys. How are we doing? It's, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting for the... For the Sangles boys, they're um, yeah, a young side, a little bit of experience, but finals is relatively new. Um, now, last week wasn't ideal, but they got a second chance. They've done really well to get the top four. So, um, yeah, yeah, just excited to see these young kids get out there and play the way they have played for the, for the most of the season and, um, and, and show how good they really are. You know Desi Hasler pretty well. How do you reckon he would have reacted to that performance? <clears throat> Well, he would have been disappointed. The boys, the boys would have been disappointed without Desi saying a word. But to be honest, Desi, had, you know, he'd take that as a, a learning experience. And mate, this is, boys, this is what finals three is about. Yeah, you know, there's there's two competitions a year. There's one to get you into the semis, and then it's a whole new comp when you start the semi-final. So it's it's about producing those little week in week out things that you do to get where we are. Um, but you need to do that in 80 minutes. There's no second chances. This is this is what it's about. And um, yeah, I was talking to a couple of the um, one of the trainers that I sort of know, and he said the boys have sort of settled down really well this week, and um, you know they're, they're confident, um, yeah, quietly confident. Uh, Steve, uh, Tom Travojevic and James Tedesco seem to be the names people talk about when it comes to the winning and losing of this game, but it's. Surely it's not as simple as that. There's got to be a lot of hard work before they, they get into, involved. Yeah, totally. I suppose it's a, they're the, the point-scoring people. And, you know, I think when you look at big games, it'll be a couple of things that I like to see and uh, how the team's going is that field position, you know, where the, where the full-back's catching the ball, where, the, you know, where they're kicking it from. If you're in that field position battle, you're, you're putting more attacking kicks in than defending kicks. So it's... It's really important, and your, your middlemen, your forwards, are the ones that get you up the field into that better position. Because the more attacking kicks you can put in, the more fifty-fifty chances of a bounce of a ball or a contesting of a ball. Or, you know, I mean, if you're not getting out of your half, you put these big, just long kicks. The fullback just picks it up, no pressure at all. So that little battle, you know, of field position with the with the middlemen, sort of will dictate who gets opportunities, and then obviously mistakes. If you make a mistake, you give the opposite opportunity a chance, the, the opposition a chance. Steve, uh, Manly are hot favourites on both sides of the Tasman to win this, but uh, no one knows uh, finals footy uh, better than you, and uh, it's so much on the night there. Do you think that's a fair tag, a, a fair favourites tag for them? <laughs> probably the, the way they've been playing. It's probably, 
they, they should be favourites, not huge favourites, because they're just their experience, you know. It's, and I think sort of Penrith showed that last year, best team all year, and you come to these bigger games, and they were good through the through the finals, but um, not at their best. And obviously the grand final, it comes down to 80 minutes. So it's, the boys have got three weeks left uh, to produce, but it, it comes down to 80 minutes. It doesn't matter what you did for the, for the 25 rounds plus semi-final. It's how do we do it tonight? You know, what, mm. uh, and that's why getting away from this game, that's why Melbourne is so good because they know how to play semi-finals. They've got the experience. They've got the intensity. It's, it's another level of everything. So, yeah, the Seagulls boys are a little bit, little bit inexperienced, and they've just got. I think last week they'll have <coughs> learnt so much in the game. Is um, you know, it's the intensities. Yeah, Melbourne just beat them to everything. So, so they'll have an experience of, of what they need to do tonight. There's always been a very uh, proud influence uh, going back a long way of, of Kiwis and, and the manly setup. Uh, Graham Lowe, Matthew Ridge, Craig Innes, all those uh, those fine memories back going now. These days, of course, they're still there uh, with Morgan Harper and Josh Schuster. Um, tell us a wee bit about them and, and the importance they have uh, in their roles tonight. Look, they've been two of the fines of, of the season. You know, obviously, Josh Schuster's got um, you know, big raps coming through as a junior and um, yeah, he's just fitted in really well. His skills on the edges, yeah, his ball playing skills, yeah, uh, like Glenn Stewart like, but he he's been amazing. Um, and week in week out, Morgan Harper, he just impresses me, impresses me. And he's for a young kid uh, to to do sort of what he's doing. He's to, to make when you sort of come into first grade and you're you're a young kid and the pace is a lot faster and it's all new and you're a bit nervous and. Yeah, you sort of have good games and bad games, and to be honest, he just gets better and better and better each week. And he's one of those guys that you just you just pick him every week because he does the job. Yeah, he goes hard. Um, he's aggressive, comes out of the line like when he needs to. Stevie Matai start like this. He's just really he's a really solid player. Um, obviously, last week he was a bit disappointed with a couple of things, but they'll learn from that. You know, I mean, they're, they're kids that haven't played semis before. Um, but he has been, honestly, he's he's been one of one of the best each week. And he just, for a young kid, he's just impressed me every week and got better every week. So I'm excited to see how he responds with that with that experience from last week. Um, but he's a great young player. I, I really, I'm really excited to see that. So that's tonight, Steve. Uh, tomorrow, of course, is the second of the semi-final or playoff games. There's such sudden death playoff games. Uh, Panthers against the Eels. Now, the Panthers uh, didn't expect to find themselves in this situation. They probably thought they were going to have their feet up this week, but not the case. Desperate times for them. How do you see this one going? Yeah, look, the Eels got through. They're sort of on a bit of a roll, but I think I think the Panthers, they're a little bit off last week. They just didn't get into their groove, and they were sort of um, just sort of a little bit rattled by, by the way Souths and their intensity. I think the Panthers off the back of a Cleary kicking game, really good kicking game, and they'll just go up a notch, and I'm expecting them to be too good, because at their best, they are, at their best, I think they're the best team in the comp when they're, when they're throwing the football around, but they've got to earn the right to do that, they just, like we said, they've got to win that middle ruck, get moving forward, and then, um, and they've got so much talent across, across the park, uh, I think they'll be too strong, in saying that, I come last in my family tipping competition, <laughs> so, so don't hold me to that one. But 
I'm, I'm expecting Penrith with that experience to, to, to get back in the groove and, and win tomorrow. Well, if you've come last in your tipping competition, you can't have had much faith in the storm over the last uh, 26 weeks because they've been unbelievable, Steve. Uh, what do you look at and what do you admire about uh, this Melbourne Storm franchise and the way Bellamy's got them going time after time? Yeah, look, they've done it for years. And when I, when I played in 2007, 2008, they were the, they were the best team in the comp then. And they just keep... The way, the, the way Bellamy and the team structures and self-beliefs and disciplines and what, the way they bring players in and from, well, who's this guy? Who's that guy? He's part of the, you know, they're, they're just machines. Um, and then they lose, you know, Billy, Cameron Smith, they lose all these guys, English, and then you just throw in Pappenhausen, they're probably arguably the two best hookers in the comp at the one club and they just, you know, and Nick out Hines, they've just got all these players that they put in there, just do their job. Uh, and it's just a, a, an amazing machine. To, uh, the way they can keep doing it um, is phenomenal. It, it, it really is. At, at this level, to, to stay so close to the top for so long, um, you, know, you, you, can't, you can't do anything but admire what, they, what they've achieved. Steve, anyone that remembers Steve Menzies playing, Steve Menzies playing will, of course, remember Steve Menzies in the headgear. Uh, are you surprised now, uh, you know, with the with the attention to the head area, etc., etc., more players don't wear headgear uh, in this time, particularly with the concussion issues as such? Yeah, look, a little bit. I, I think there's, you know, some better products out there than the thing that I used to actually look at things I used to wear. But, uh, yeah, look, it does a little bit. You see the kids these days, the majority of kids these days, you know, junior footy are wearing headgear. Um, but you, I think it's just because they, the, you know, adults, they understand you know, the the more research and stuff that we do. But it's, I think it's it's something you need to get used to wearing the headgear. It's it's so when I first started wearing it, about eight of us put it on. Thirty seconds into the game, the other seven threw it off because <laughs> I can't wear anything <laughs> on my head. It's, it's 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 something you need to get used to. And I left it on next week, grabbed my boots, now I've got headgear. It was just part of my. So we will see that in the future when kids are used to wearing it. You know, you go to, you know, whether it be at under 10s, 12s, 14s, a lot of the kids are wearing it. Uh, and as they sort of come through, it's, it's sometimes really hard to change old habits. Um, you know, even though I think it's a good idea, and I think in the future you'll definitely see more and more wearing it. Well, Steve, you, you're, one of your great legacies is uh, your longevity in the game. Um, you know, so many games for so many franchises, so many clubs around the world internationally as well. Do you, do you think, in your looking back on that, did headgear guarantee you extra longevity? Do you feel? It, it's hard to say. You know, it, it's what and people always say. Well, why did you play this so long? What's the? And it's, and it's a bit of luck. It's a, it's a bit of good genetics, not getting injured. Uh, it, it's a it's a bit about love of the game, and you know, I would have. I would have played for nothing, you know. I just love playing rugby league, and it's um, that's got to excite you every day to go to training because it's it can be a difficult job sometimes twenty four seven. So there's all different factors. Um, headgear, <clears throat> I'd like to think it helped me, but it, it, it's hard to it's hard to really know. Um, but it's it made me look good on the field. What do you what do you think? The headgear it made me look attractive on the field. That's important. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think it did. I, I, I mean, I knew, I knew, I didn't need, you didn't need a number on your shirt for me. I knew exactly who you were. <laughs> well, I've seen, I've seen footage of, of they summertime. I've got this footage of you scoring try, and there's one game I never wore headgear. I, I, I started in the centres against Parramatta years ago, and I didn't wear headgear. So I didn't sort of knock that out. Anyway, this guy showed me a, a, photo, a video of me scoring a try in the corner. I said, mate, that's, I said, you get the wrong guy, that's not me. I had to watch it four times to realise it wasn't me scoring a try because I looked so weird without headgear. <laughs> hey, one of the great things uh, I think about rugby league is that through all this uh, pandemic era, uh, it's persevered. Peter Volandis and the people that he's got around, I think have done a, a sterling job uh, keeping it uh, up front and centre and giving us something to really enjoy. Have you been amazed at the resilience of how uh, the NRL at such has been able to soldier through all the barriers they've come up against? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Glenn has done an amazing job and the NRL everyone there at um, Andrew Abdo and all the, 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 the people at the NRL. It's, when they made that big call, they got off the hut last year. They said, we're going to bring their game back. Now, I think everyone sort of went, uh, had reservations because no sports in the world. Like, everyone was literally... They couldn't play, and, and they got their protocols and said, this is what we want to do, and went to the government and got it up and running, and I think it has been phenomenal. And I think that during this most recent lockdown for us, it's yeah, because everyone's at home and working, and you go, ah, oh, you can't really get out. And then you start, when's the footy on? When, when, when's the NRL start? Like, as in Thursday, Friday, I've never watched so much, so much footy in my life. You know, it, it's really been... Yeah, uh, a huge boost to yeah, people's mental health to, to get through this you know, tough time. Some people have been locked down for like 10 weeks, like in Sydney. It, it's been tough. Um, so I think the NRL's done an amazing job and it's it's helped so much of the community that, that follows the game to have that release and, and that bit of normality um, to, watch, to watch footy on the weekends. Uh, Stephen Menzies, um, before you go, I've got to ask you this. We've, we've got this bloke who, who run, works on uh, our drive show here on SNZ in New Zealand called Stephen Donald. Not even sure you've heard about him. Uh, kicked an inconsequential sort of goal in a World Cup rugby final to win it for us, 8-7 against France, and has been known nationwide. I mean, I've even had a movie and a book about one kick, for God's sake. But his nickname is Beaver, so is yours. Uh, why did you get the nickname Beaver? And uh, make it impressive, because I think there's only one room for one beaver in the southern hemisphere so own it please alright well mine's a bit of a crap story so I got mine from there's an American sitcom from Leave It to Beaver called Leave It to Beaver it, it was on yep. in Australia and this little character had freckles and a bit of a bowl haircut and I looked a bit like him and my first footy coach just went you look like Beaver since I've had it since I was 8 which was early 1980s so if I was there first, other beaver, tell him I'm the original. Okay, we will do that. We will do that. Uh, thank you very much, too, for your time this morning. Hey, hey, for your sake, hope Manly go well tonight, but I know that you'll enjoy it anyway, uh, the, footy, the footy man that you are. Hey, brilliant, absolutely brilliant for giving us some time this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, stay no safe. Right. Go well. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, cheers. Uh, 
Stephen, the beaver, Menzi, shall we say. The beaver. John Day, are you happy now? Are you happy? Yeah, well, I just thought, you know, Manly are playing tonight. Who can we get on to talk about the rugby league? Oh, why not go to Stephen Beaver Menzies? And I have embarrassed myself in front of him before. I got to meet him about eight years ago. He came to my old workplace, The Rock, um, and he was promoting the uh, Auckland Nines. He was working for the NRL, and I knew he was coming in, so... Uh, I actually did something that I'm very embarrassed about, Smithy. Oh, I actually yeah. bought in my Manly Seagulls cards collection and got him to sign my Stephen Menzies card for me. And I was very embarrassed walking up to him and going, oh, God, I feel like a seven-year-old here, but I'm actually 35. Can you sign this for me, Beaver? And he's like, no worries, mate. Very good. And even when I messaged him last night to come on the show, he said, sweet ass. So, yeah, sometimes you've got to do some things to embarrass yourself, Smithy. Well, we've already done a lot of interviews uh, in the nine weeks we've been going on the show, but can I just say I've never seen you with a, a smile for the whole 20-odd minutes that it lasted like you have with that one. So uh, for Stephen Menzies, um, thank you very much for making John Day happy at least, uh, and good luck with Manly tonight. It's-